we're quasi live, sort of live today. So, but Jordan, how is how is Burning Man not on your not on your bucket list of things to do? I don't understand. It looks like a long time in the desert and dirty, and uh, you know, I like showers and like I live in. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautifully gray, a little bit of drizzle. Like this is this is why I choose to live in the Northwest. So like, if I'm gonna go, I, I don't know. That's just not my scene. Just not your jam. Over a hundred degree weather every day and and dusty the entire time. That sounds absolutely mm -hmm. horrible. I, and I enjoy it. I will enjoy it vicariously through you, but not presently. Aaron can't wait to go. It's on. It's got to be bucket list for Aaron. I can see it on his face. Burning Man? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay. I don't know if I would go. I'd like to be an observer or a drone overhead or something. There are video. You can watch videos for that. It was fair. a beautiful video that just That's came fair. out. A little commercially, but it was gorgeous video. Yeah. Yeah. And then Leanne, of course, you're, you're obviously on the oh. wait list for Burning Man. Of course. I'm down. I'll explore anything one time. So guys, you should be embarrassed. She is stepping up and saying, give me the RV. Take me to the desert. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I've never even, yeah, I've never even been to a Grateful Dead concert. So, you know. I, what? Yeah, I know. It's embarrassing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've done one Grateful Dead concert. Uh, and I was in the parking lot the whole time. I guess I tailgated a Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> you never made it in. I never made it in, actually. I think that counts for something. All right. You guys ready to get started? Yep. Sure. All right. Here we go. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Hola, listeners and watchers. I'm Chris White, President of Career Crossroads, and your host for the next 20 minutes or so, as you have dialed in to the Recruiting Community Podcast. Now, on this show, uh, for those who don't know, uh, we pull together leaders and practitioners and personalities from the recruiting community to talk about what's top of mind uh, for them, both inside and outside of the CXR community. Uh, Career Crossroads, also, for those of you who may not be familiar, is uh, about a 30-year-old community of TA professionals from around the world. Uh, who work at organizations that on average hire between 2,000 and 200,000 people a year each. Now at CXR, we connect those members, uh, which are now at over 5,000 leaders and practitioners. Every single week, we do it in our forums. Uh, we do it in virtual roundtables, online workshops, learning sessions, live meetings, leadership summits, all the good stuff. Uh, but today's guests are mostly new to the show, but certainly not to our community. And we've got three of them, so we're gonna jump right in. So let me see if I can bring them on in here. There we go. One of one of them is definitely not new to Career Crossroads. Jerry, it's good to see you this morning. So let <laughs> Yes, and good to see you. There you go. <laughs> So look, look, here's what we'll do, uh, because we don't usually have this many guests on the show. So we're going to I'm, I'm going to choose one of you and I'm going to ask that you give an escalator pitch uh, of who, who you are and why we why we should listen to what you have to say today. And then I'm going to ask you to pass the baton to one of your colleagues it should go pretty quickly because there's only three of you. And because in Brady Bunch style, 
Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pick Leanne. So Leanne, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and where you work and what you do? Yeah, good morning. So I'm uh, Leanne Perry, and I currently work for Viho Technology, which is a last mile delivery company. And I have previously worked for a mobility company and as another startup. And then previous to that, I worked at Nike for their recruiting organization. And I've had about 25 years of TA experience. So I'll pass it over to Jordan. All right. So uh, I'm Jordan. I am currently a head of talent acquisition at Reliable Robotics, uh, so a small startup in the Bay. Um, but why you should listen to me, I don't know. Um, I've been in the TA operations space for about 15 years now, uh, so heavily focused on the, the tools, technology, analytics, operations side, um, and I'm really enjoying bringing uh, what I've learned over those years in really large companies now to much smaller company and, and trying to help a startup grow. And with that, I will pass it over to Aaron. Hi, um, I'm Aaron Bruce, and I lead recruiting for Samsara, uh, based in, company's based in San Francisco. I'm actually up in Seattle. Uh, I've been here for about a year. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar, uh, Samsara is in the internet of things business, and our, our focus is really digitizing the world of physical operations. Um, my, in my prior life, I spent about 17 years at a, a large e-commerce uh, company. And why listen to me? Um, I don't know if you should, but I, I probably have some good stories about uh, scaling and going from a little to a lot. Um, and I, I'm a, I also like history, too, so I probably have some few good stories about what not to do. And uh, it, it might be interesting. All right. Well, I, I am anxious to hear your stories. Jerry, do you want to give us an escalator pitch about yourself? Really? Um, so I, I'm a student. I, you know, nurture talent acquisition leaders. Um, I really care about the space. I've been in it for 52 years, and I have a lot of stories. We don't even want to get started. But uh, <laughs> Some <laughs> that we can good. share. Some we can, some we can't. <laughs> So, so look, if, if you're listening or you're watching the show, uh, you, will have, you will have picked up by now that we have three folks in that are at uh, smaller sized organizations and certainly have some experience at larger enterprise sized organizations uh, and are now are moving into that talent piece there. So I think what sort of sparked the idea for this, um, if I may, is, you know, the thought that there are different muscles in play as a TA leader at a startup. Uh, than there are necessarily at an enterprise organization or within a function of the enterprise. Uh, and they're diff it's different muscles. And I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about like what that means, what that looks like. When you go from a big organization or you've done hiring in a big organization, how is it different at a startup? Because what we did see during the pandemic was quite a few, you know, number two, number three folks leaving big organizations and going to run uh, talent acquisition functions at startups, right? Whether they're trying to leapfrog their retirement plan, hoping something goes public, or whether they're just really looking to learn new muscles, right? Flex new skills uh, along the way. So, Jordan, I'm going to start with you. Uh, ju just randomly, is is there anything you would you would tell your five year younger self uh, that that you should consider before sort of moving into a startup space from enterprise? Um, I think the first thing that I would tell my my younger self is 
get over the imposter syndrome real fast because um, you don't really have time to spend on why am I here <laughs> and how did I get here. Um, you just need to be able to jump in and trust the fact that you were chosen for a reason to lead an organization and lead a team and um, yeah, to put as much trust in yourself and what you've learned along the way um, as, as others are putting in you. So um, for me, it took a little bit to go like, wow, like I'm really here and we're running this. And um, But there's not a lot of time to just sit and think about that. There's plenty of work that needs to get done. Yeah, was it was it a moment of just like holy smokes, I, I'm the man. Uh, the first time that like you, you get a slack from the CEO, you go, oh, like this is real. And if that had been at a major corporation, like you would go, oh, something's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's Robert. He does that, right? Like he's just somebody you chat with. It's it's just a different feeling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, Leanne, would you would you sort of now you both are Nike alum. Yep. So would you would you say you've kind of got the same? Did, did you have a little bit of imposter syndrome? Did you have the same sort of reckoning when you when you went to a smaller organization? Not really. I think for me, it was more like if I would have told my five year younger self, I would have said, learn more while you're here in the enterprise. Um, because like you're so siloed in an enterprise wide organization where you may not know as much about talent attraction or like executive recruiting or things like that. And so it makes you flex different muscles. And so I would say learn more five years ago. Um, but you know, I think you have to be confident and just show up in the way that you need to, so that you can drive your team forward. Yeah. I do think that's interesting that you've, if you've gone from some sort of specialty alignment within your org, sort of, sort yeah. of siloed to your point and then moving where you own it all. Uh, and I'm, and I'm just going to go on a limb here and say your teams were drastically reduced in size. Totally. So your resources are cut, right? Yep. So you yeah. have to be really more thoughtful around who you select on your team so that they can be nimble and scrappy and like play all different kinds of roles. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Aaron, what would you add to that? Well, these these are those are all great points, and I would I would definitely concur with them. I think the one that I would I would give myself five years ago would, would be, uh, you know, how can you make decisions a little faster? Uh, because I think I think when you're in these large companies and you have a lot of maybe uh, data and feedback at your disposal, it's a little easier to make kind of calculated decisions. And when you're in a startup and you're moving really fast, um, your decisions count more. Uh, the impact of your decisions count more. And so I think if you're if you're able to kind of demonstrate quick decision making with less data and less input and be right, uh, that, that's a good thing, especially in the smaller context. Yeah, interesting. It's it, so let me ask you guys and, and we'll just come right back to you, Aaron. We'll, we'll ask you first. But it, is there a is there an aha moment or a big like like lesson about what what's the same? Like what was consistent like i think to jordan's comment earlier like if when i was a practitioner if the if the ceo or so anybody from the c-suite sent me an email it was what what happened to that waiter i referred to you for a job uh did you ever hire where are they in the process or you have fucked up somewhere and uh now i need you and your team to, to fix it so so some things are different and maybe some yeah. things are the same but aaron what, what would you say is the same i i find a lot to be the same and probably the, the, the biggest thing that surprised me was uh, just the amount of technology that we had at Simsaro when I joined. Um, now it's it's more we're more dependent upon third-party software versus kind of in-house software. But the recruiters had a lot of tools. 
Um, the needs of the business weren't dissimilar to larger organizations. Um, you know, how do I find the best uh, diverse talent uh, at, at the right cadence that I need it? And honestly, the, the, the playbook, I don't, I don't think it's vastly different. It's just the scale is a little different. And you don't have as many resources in getting your leadership team and making sure you're surrounded by the right leaders uh, early on is really critical to build that credibility. Uh, but I found there's a lot of similarities and, and there's a lot of aspirations to both be efficient, fast, and, and to raise quality. And it, it really isn't dissimilar to other companies that I've been at in the past. Interesting. Would you say it's the same, Jordan? Is it is there an awful lot of the same with a little bit of different or is it just night and day? Um, I would say it's it's mostly the same. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, recruiting is recruiting is recruiting, regardless of where you're doing that. Um, recruiters are the same. Uh, hiring managers have the same needs, the same desires. That, um, and I would say the the need to have a phenomenal candidate experience is the same. Yeah, that's something that we're doing it at a much smaller scale, uh, maybe with less people, resources, different tools. Um, but at the end of the day, the product that we need to deliver is the same, whether we're a thousand people, a hundred people or 70,000 people. Um, so it's, I would say more the same, uh, but it takes a while to realize that it's the same. <laughs> it's an adjustment period. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Leanne? I would say the recruiting process is the same, but I think the speed is very different. Um, you can make decisions faster. You don't have to have a hundred people weigh in on something before you make a change. So I think what I say is different about a startup for enterprise is speed. Yeah. So, well, I like, I like the, I like the message of death, death of consensus, right? Mm -hmm. what, what is analysis proud? Like we've all seen it in yeah. corporate, right? It takes months to get something approved unless you go rogue and just kind of swipe, you know, swipe it on your P card yeah. and do it, do Ask a pilot. forgiveness later. Yeah. Pilots. You just call them all pilots, right? That's right. It doesn't have to go. It's a pilot. It's a pilot. Let's test yeah. it out. <laughs> so, okay. So that brings up a good question too. Tech stacks. Like you've, you've come from a big organization where you have, you know, a considerable tech stack. Is, is there still a love-hate relationship with your ATS? Is your tech stack, the way that that gets managed and selected, is it different at a startup? Leanne, what about you? I actually think that we have more tech stack here than we might have had. Like, I think we just had this ad hoc or a startup. So a business over here will say, let's try this. And then they sign a contract or a business over here says, let's start this. And they're not all talking together. So it's kind of like pulling thing back in to say, what's the right thing for the business that we're we're in right now. Mm -hmm. um, of course, everybody always has a love hate with ATS, right? So you have to just figure out what ATS is the right for the business that you're in today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan? So you don't start with an Excel spreadsheet, huh? <laughs> <From scratch. laughs> Sometimes they do, but like we had an ATS when I came to both organizations. So I was kind of like, great. let's work with what we have. Yeah. So my experience has been a little different. Um, our tech stack is much, much smaller and I love it. Um, it's one of the things that I've battled previously is having too many tools that kind of all do the same thing and overlap and trying to get consistency in process. Um, so now we're at a spot where we have an ATS, we have one, maybe two sourcing tools. Like it's, 
it's really freeing to be able to then dig deep into those tools that you have and use them the right way as opposed to trying to figure out why people are doing things so differently across different business units. Um, I will say, though, it is a rude awakening when you've been in the tech space for a while and you know there's a tool that you want to use and you call them and they say, great, you're way too small for us. Call us like in a few years. So that's, you know, that's fun. Nobody wants to hear they're too small. That's, yeah. that's not great. Aaron, what about you? Yeah, I, th I think um, we've got the basics down plus some. So whether it's, you know, we've got an ATS that the whole company uses, not just sales, not just engineering, right? So that's good. You've got one consistent, you know, ATS. And then we have, you know, some of the basics. So things like scheduling software, um, things we don't have would be, you know, I think there's some good technology out there around um, automated, you know, resume screening, right? Like some of those add-on tools and automated assessments, which larger companies tend to have, those are things that just don't make a lot of sense for us at our scale, but, mm -hmm. that we, but we have our eye on it in the future. And I think maybe to Leanne's point, the, the part that, that kind of keeps me up most is how do all these systems work together? We didn't build it our, ourselves. So we're dependent upon these vendors and their integrations. And probably the one thing that's consistently lacking is this kind of total data picture where it's really hard to get all the data to look the same and line up and uh, I, that's the one thing I hear probably most people complain about is like, I just want the data to be easy to get to and yeah. all in the same spot. And that's the part, probably the, the part we struggle with most. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, and I, I think that you're probably no stranger to that in, in any size organization. Just get, get the data to work right. Right. Yeah. So Aaron, let me ask you, your, your journey at your organization is, is done. You're ending on wonderful terms. It's just time for your next chapter. It's time for your next adventure. Uh, are you going enterprise or are you going startup for your next leadership role? What's it going to be and, and, and why? Wow. Well, it's a little early. I've only been here one year, right? So uh, <laughs> you got this, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the um, no, I really enjoyed it. So, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect when I went from, you know, million employee company to, you know, 14, 1500. And I just knew that I wanted to take a chance and, and take a risk with my career because I, I really hadn't seen this size of company and hadn't seen a company going through that transition before. Um, for me, I would probably do, um, I would do a startup again, but I would do one that's pretty far along. I was lucky enough to come to Samsara three months before we went public. Um, so a lot of the foundational work was done and being able to help take that company you know, from 100 million to 1 billion or 500 million to 5 billion, that, that's kind of my, my sweet spot where I like to play. Um, so I, I would probably do, I don't know that I would go, uh, you know, jump to a large enterprise again. I, I'd look for another company who's, you know, has the, you know, potentially has the opportunity to become iconic uh, mm -hmm. and, and to can grow, but it's going to be over multiple years. Interesting. I like that. Jordan, how about you? Uh, so similar to Aaron, I'm I'm kind of right at that one year mark. So not really even contemplating this decision. But if if I have to answer today, um, probably going to another startup, um, but a slightly different approach to Aaron's, where he wants to come in, um, you know, in that that later stage. Like I I want to come in earlier. I came in uh, to a Series C, so uh, kind of midway through the the life cycle of being a startup. Um, and it's intriguing to me to think about a Series A, like super early, you know, first first dozen or so employees and 
and help build that up from the, the very, very beginning. Um, so that's my answer for today. I, you know, ask me again in a year or two, it might change, but um, that's, that's kind of where my head's at. All right, great. And, and Leanne, you go big or uh, go, go small? Oh, I'm startup all the way. I, um, I joined VHO before Series A, and it's been such a crazy journey, but fun and like exciting to learn things and grow with the company. And you kind of just know everybody as they grow. And it's fun to just watch the team get stronger every day. Um, so, you know, I've only been at VHO just a little bit shy of a year. And um, so I'm kind of in the same boat as Aaron and Jordan. But if I had to make a choice to go somewhere else today, it would definitely be another startup. I love that. All three of you, they're yep. about roughly the same time. Uh, all of you not wanting to go back necessarily to enterprise. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I think there's a <clears throat> there's an addiction to getting into smaller, smaller operations. You know, I can I can recognize after about four or five years or at least about three years after leaving a large company, there's no way I could ever go back. And um, and part of it is the freedom, I think to think about your work in terms of what, what constitutes the job um, and your ability to be somewhat flexible about taking on additional things or stripping some things out, the ability to think about your, your job in relation to your career in terms of how you're making an impact on the lives of other people. Yep. And I think finally, your ability to have more agility in terms of blending uh, with your life, your life stage. Um, and you don't often get as much of that, or at least that's the concern, uh, in enterprise companies. And that's one of those tensions that they're having right now is they want, they want consistency in terms of who comes to work, where they go to work, how long they're at work, all of those kinds of things, uh, in order to standardize. And yet the people after pandemic have gone, you know, I don't think I want to have you di dictating that to me anymore. So I, th I I could see this. This is great. Yeah. I do hear I do hear a message of agility from from all three. Yeah, totally. And the fact that you know the major a lot of startups do have remote work. Like I'm 100 percent remote, and that is a motivator and a, a definitely a differentiator for me. Yeah, there'll be no back to work at at your organizations. Back to the nope. office. <laughs> nope. Really interesting. So so I'll start with you, Leanne. If you were gonna write a book, you're gonna take you're gonna take us out with this. If you're gonna write a book about your experience and and what you've sort of learned about about the work and maybe even about yourself uh, on this journey into a startup organization, what would the title of that book be? Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then here's the big question: Who gets the first signed copy? Uh, probably my husband. Yeah, been an adventure yep. for you both, has it? Yep. Very cool. I love that. Jordan, how about yourself? What's the, what's the title of your book? So as somebody who has come from the like operations, everything has a process, a rule, a policy. Like um, my book is probably a letter to myself and it's going to be titled Just Go With It. Just go with it. I love it. And who And who gets that signed copy? That is a really good question. Um, I don't, somebody new in their career, uh, I, I don't really know. I don't have a person to just pick out, but somebody probably in the operations space who could also use the same advice that not everything has to have a policy all the time. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. And Aaron, what would the title of your book be? Wow. So one of the things I love about Samsara is we we have these company values and there's one called uh, adopt a growth mindset, which basically means experiment, take chances, take risks. I don't think I could use that title of a book. They probably would uh, say something about that. But I I do. I I love that concept. I think for me, it would be uh, take two. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Aaron, who who gets your, your first signed copy of that book? Um, wow, that's a great question. Um, I'd probably give it to, uh, I don't know, I'd give it to my older son. Maybe he'll, he, he, he'd be curious about it when he's a little bit older and, and it'd be fun for him to just kind of, uh, read that story and, and, and see what I went through. I love that. It's endearing. Look, I, I want to say thank you so much. Uh, the three of you, you're super, super busy, much, much gratitude for you cutting time out of your day, uh, to jump on a stream with us and to just share kind of what's been going on. Uh, in your life and the lessons that you've learned along the way. And the fact that you're not going back, uh, I think is is really pretty interesting. So thank you so much for making the time to join the show today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You got it. I'm going to put you in the green room. Uh, hang out there for just a second. Please don't go anywhere. There we go. All right. And just really quickly, I just want to remind everybody, if you are wondering what's going on at CXR, um, at CXR in the Career Crossroads community, it's super easy. Uh, you can check it out at cxr.works. That is the website. Uh, we obviously ask... Uh, that you like and subscribe to all of the content that we do here, but also reach out and connect with us on LinkedIn. Let us know who you'd like to see maybe here on the show, or you can head over directly to CXR.Works and check out if you qualify to join the community. There's over 100 other companies and brands, over 5,000 recruiting leaders uh, and professionals that I mentioned earlier. Just check it out. Go ahead. You'll be glad you did. Have a great time. We'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.